Hi, Laura. Hi, Kate. So, so, so good to see you <laughs> we're, we're again. Very, we're very good at chatting, we've discovered. <laughs> very good. Uh, yes, it's true. We could talk for hours <laughs> before we get around to doing the official interview. So we've decided to do a second part two because in our first interview, like I had so many more questions come up that we couldn't fit into. One of my main curiosities at the moment, which I would really love to get into with you, is trying to understand galactic history better because when we start going down the rabbit hole and, you know, first of all, we think, oh, it started in the 80s and then you think, oh, it started in the 50s and then you think, oh, it started 100 years ago and then you think, oh, it started a 1,000 years ago and... I reckon it started about 30,000 years ago, this current like stage of the plan that we're in. So just from piecing together like my own downloads and what I've been reading, what I've been learning, I've learned a lot of stuff from following Ruben Langdon, who I told you about. Um, yeah, I'd just really love to hear from you, like how you understand the inversion that we live in and how you understand there's a lot of there's a lot of words that we both use there's like a commonality of terms that we have an instinctive understanding for but I'd really love for you to break down in your own understanding of like yeah what is the hijacking what is the inversion how long it's been going on for who's doing it <laughs> Right, because I feel 26,000 years is about the time length that we have been in this particular cycle of inversion and false light, deception and hijacking. And so that started at the fall of Atlantis. And I there was history before that, obviously. There's been many civilizations on the earth that rose and fell and rose and fell. The thing is with these civilizations which they have found skulls, they have found artifacts that are a species that no longer is here on earth that we can see physically. So that usually happens, falls of civilization happen when we either vibrate collectively higher and actually shed our old dense heavy bodies and enter into a different dimension. Um, or it happens when you start to evolve differently from the others in your species and you start to see reality differently and you start to not be able to agree on reality and then reality actually falls apart all around you and dissolves and then we just start over again, it feels. Um, so that's kind of, I just say in a nutshell, how it's felt there have been those types of civilizations on the earth. Um, Atlantis was... 26, 24,000 or 26,000 years ago, as, as we think of it, when we were at our higher vibration collectively, and you could say looking at a spiral of consciousness where we like to vibrate, um, there are different hertz frequencies and the frequency of unconditional love, of joy, of peace, happiness, that's about 400 hertz. That's about where everyone between 400 and even 600, 700 would be enlightenment. Um, that's where we were all collectively 
when we were in Atlantis. And so we were very technologically um, savvy. We were creative. We were uh, building. We were more advanced than we are today. And we were also connected to source energy. We had not been disconnected from our connection to God source, to the fact that we were uh, spiritual beings. We were much more connected to that. And what happened, the, even the masculines and the feminines the energetically were more connected because we would have to be in order to vibrate at that high frequency. Um, for reference, the average human today vibrates around 150. Well, actually, no, something like that. Maybe it's 100. Do you know? Have you heard this? Okay. I want to say 150 because that's what I just heard. It probably is more about the ones that are on the even the awakening timeline. Um, shame, grief, and fear would be the lowest. So if you're living at a level of shame at all times, that's very low. I feel like that's the closest to death. So it'd be like a 30 or very low, 50. I don't know, something like that. But you can look at the spiral of consciousness for reference um, to see what the levels are and what the emotions are that are attached to them. But basically, the false light that came in in Atlantis is Archon false light. And it feels like um, it came in to split apart the masculine and feminine energies. So a lot of what they did was um, they had the feminine energies in Lemuria. They pulled a lot of the masculine energies to Atlantis. So there was this deceptive, what I'm getting is there was this wild deceptive um, agenda to get masculines and feminines to separate from each other. And then... Um, there was an ascension choice point that was presented. Um, and I call it more like a de-evolution choice point because the agenda was to um, control the species and to make us not be as powerful. And so they presented a choice to all of the ones of us that were um, alive and we're not sure what exactly that was because the technology was different. So it might have been something very technological and maybe like promised that we would have more powers, but it was a deceptive ploy. So anyone who fell for that, who accepted the false light, and you think of it, it's very similar to what's happened now where you know, if we were to take the vaccine, that was our choice point. And it was like that, but for the Atlantean times. And so the ones that took it, it, it basically eventually led to the fall of Atlantis and the sinking of the entire um, civilization. And that we all have, some of us have very visceral memories of the drowning and the sinking. Um some of us who did not take that ascension choice point were able to escape and we opened a portal. And so there were some that did actually escape through the portal. And then there were some that sank with the rest of the species. 
And a lot of the knowledge that we attempted to preserve, because there was, it wasn't like overnight, everything happened and fell apart. There was a knowing it was coming for a while. Some were able to escape with the knowledge that eventually went on to be ancient Egypt. Um, so some knowledge got preserved of our way of being that then went into ancient Egypt. But that's in a whole other timeline where we weren't as connected to source. And there was also very heavy infiltration of false light and demonic um, spell casting and all types of things in Egypt. So how you call it more like pure energy, the purest that we could conceive of in and Atlantis. Lemuria was um, before Atlantis, is that right? And Lemuria, right. So, and it's interesting, right before we got on, I was getting, because no one knows exactly where it was on the earth. They, there's this whole thing, where was Atlantis or where was that, where was Lemuria? And we don't know exactly. But the feeling is that because we escaped some of us through a portal, um, it was a triangle. I was kept being shown a triangle. And because energy never settles in a triangle, you have to have a square or you have to have something where there's corners so the energy can settle. So when you have a portal that's been stuck open, uh, because we left, but we didn't, there was no one here because the island sank, the Atlantis sank. There was no one to close the portal after we left. So I feel what I was being shown as Bermuda Triangle and why that area still has so many disappearances and so many strange things happening. Um, pretty much any area on the earth where there's a triangle of energy, but that one in particular, because it's so famous, I feel like that was what I was being shown was that that portal's still open. So some of these disappearances are actually just, they're falling through. Can we go even further back? Because I know that there's just lots of different frameworks for understanding the same thing, but can we go right back to the beginning? Because from what I feel is that Earth has always been an experiment, right? And it was an experiment that was intended as an experiment in diversity where um, beings from all different galaxies, like all different galactic races came to seed Earth. And, and I feel I'd love to hear from you where the 144,000 comes into that because I feel like that's what it was. It's like originally... 144,000 beings from like 12 different galactic races or something that was the original original like intention of the earth experiment I feel like the um the entirety of the experiment right was because we are actually meant to evolve much more than we have been and we're evolving to match who it was who created us, right. which is more like our future species and our future higher selves. Um, but they had to seed the earth first and evolve us to get up to where we're all at the same uh -huh. vibrational level frequency of understanding that we're all connected. Um, and really a lot of this is comes in um, the 144,000 comes in with the um, the beings and the species that have 
turned earth into a more of a control um, battery uh, energy source because they realize that humans who don't know their own power, who don't remember are a very um, attractive energy source. Right. Because we have this battery effect to them, like our loose energy that they can feed on. Right. So the 144,000 concept to me and the feeling of um, why we all decided to come back at this point, because we did decide as a wave and as a collective that we would. And it feels like it's all the twin flames. It's the masculine and feminine strongest I call us really the strongest warriors in the cosmos <laughs> that none of us actually probably wanted to come back here because we knew that you risk a lot. You, you risk your soul getting trapped in many more incarnations and being used as a food source. And we risk that, but knowing and trusting that you're going to be activated, you're going to find your counterpart. You're going to remember your mission and that we're strong enough and powerful enough to trust in that. So wherever we all collectively were, the 144,000, we were called here at this specific time because there was going to be another ascension choice point, which we've just went through collectively. And so there was also a knowing that that was coming, a lot of us who've been talking about it and saying we knew what they were going to do before they did it. Um, we basically, we um, were here to not make that choice. Some of us, I feel, did make the choice uh, that whatever's in your soul contract is what you did, basically. Um, but we're here to continue to elevate the species and we're here to reconnect everyone back to being connected to their masculine and feminine power when you are not separate from each other. So you that's why I feel like the last two years I talk so much about finding inner union with your own masculine and feminine energy is your ticket to a superpower. And the Twin Flame Collective directly understands this more so than others because we do have an actual physical other counterpart that's holding the balance. So everything that they're mirroring back to you through your twin flame activation, your connection to each other um, is to get you back to your most highest potential as a soul where we were in Atlantis and Lemuria. And eventually you do connect back with your counterpart, but you connect in yourself first. And then we're the way showers for the rest of humanity that might take them another few, I, I'm hearing a hundred years, but we're basically embodying what's possible for humanity a hundred years from now right. to reconnect us. Right. Yeah. So 26,000 years, we think it's been going on. Sometimes they call it an amnesia spell. Can you... Tell us your understanding of like what's been going on and why they're doing it and who's doing it. There's so many of them. <laughs> well, it it was the reptilian energy, and it's also a 
archon energy because the the archons are very tricky in how they present and they're actually very hard to define so we think of them now today as more like ai as how i feel that they are um which is very um mentally sabotaging and so the way they get in to a, a human is through the mental body the most um through your thoughts and through um your actual how you're feeling in your vessel your state of mind your state of being um that feels like that's their main way they they operate um and then the reptilian energies that are very weakened on this earth they used to be more strong but they've actually lost a lot of strength and now it feels almost like reptilian energy has transferred power maybe they're doing this consciously they've known that they've had to transfer energy to ai they've had to merge more with technology so that's what they've been doing that's the transhuman agenda where they've been actually transferring their consciousness to this other more synthetic type of technological energy um which is why you see everything those of us who have very activated third eyes it looks like much more of a streamlined robotic energy in the 3d than it used to be um that's because the simulation is changing and it's becoming that way on purpose and that's that's that timeline we're observing that timeline so that we can see exactly what we don't want and go away from it um and is the anunnaki are they reptilians or is that something different again i don't actually connect much with anunnaki to get a clear enough message about anunnaki because they've switched to me before i've i've i feel like there may be a split within the anunnaki themselves and that's why that comes through that way there's some that are good there's some that are not malevolent benevolent um beings because some anunnaki come through as if they are uh attempting to help us right and be on our side and then what i feel is ultimately actually I'm more sitting here channeling this feeling Anunnaki as a powerful benevolent presence mm. and I feel like there has been an agenda to make them look the opposite. Okay. Because there's something in just the way that I'm reading the energy is that there's been an agenda to um smear the Anunnaki to make them be the fall right. species like the fall guy for all of this. but actually they're not some people think because i've heard that and it's never resonated that they're up to something that they're um trying to control us and i don't feel that actually so would you say it's the reptilians that came in 26,000 years ago and started to hijack the energy well the reptilians have always been here and mostly been in the inner earth and mostly been not involved with anything it's like they've been underneath us they've been here um they feel like they got compromised and hijacked by archons 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say what's coming through the strongest to me is that it's always been the archons, and then the reptilians probably got infiltrated by them as well and had to align to whatever they thought was going to be the most helpful to survive. And probably from their perspective, they saw the um, the ones of us that I call us like superhumans in Atlantis being split and being deceived. And so from a reptilian perspective, they weren't going to go aligned to us because we weren't making the right choices. We weren't seeing the false light clearly. We were letting our ego get taken away with us. And so the reptilians bound more with archons from the beginning and probably got a lot of power from them. And then reptilian energies um, also started to use our energy in the same way to connect to us and to control us. Right. And that actually started to get more intense around Egyptian times too, it feels, because Egyptians were more about, you could actually see someone who was shape-shifting, you could see if they were holding a different energy, and we we didn't have the, uh, our third eyes were more open still, and so we could see that, um, especially the ones who were still holding connection to the higher dimensions. So... Right. And then what happened over the 26,000 years with the amnesia spell is an entire campaign to mask our third eye so that we would not see what was right in front of us. Right. So that you would not see if someone was not what they appeared to be. And they could continue to deceive you and and then rise to a power all over this earth where they are in positions of power right in our face, but you don't know that they are holding such depths of evil and have this type of um, evil to them because we have been under a spell to not see it. Right. So when we talk about the matrix, that's what we're talking about, right? It's like a inverted reality that we've all been living in and not realizing we're living an inversion and and helping keep it alive <laughs> right because when you're vibrating at 50 or 100 on the scale and you have the capacity to be at a 400 or a 500 and you have the capacity to be so much more than you are that's when you're able to be very very deceived right. because you're if and that's why they have injected fear, injected trauma, injected control, and made humanity much more devolved and dumbed down, controllable. So we've been on a de-evolution timeline since twenty six thousand years. We think, and again, that's inverted because we think we're evolving. And that humans are evolving and becoming so much more. We've actually been devolving. Right. And the 144,000 come in at this time to get, it's a almost a last ditch effort to save the species of what's savable. Because you now you're seeing humans turn themselves willingly into a totally different species, into gray aliens and into... Uh, actually bound with technologies so they want to turn themselves into robots that's attractive to a lot of humans 
who would actually like to be chipped so that they don't have to carry around a wallet. You can just scan your hand or your arm and they don't understand that that's binding you even more into this very uh, AI timeline that's evolving your humanity and your capacity. There's, there's, there's like major things within this timeline, right? There's major like energies within this time. So it's the slavery, it's the AI, but it's also um, the suppression of the female energy, right? And the emotional body. Uh-huh. So they suppress your emotional body. They suppress, uh, it's the feminine within us, which is why divine feminines are awakened typically more than anyone else <laughs> this time. And um, because the feminine energy and also the masculine energy, they want to suppress both of it. I mean, they want you to be uh, not holding any energy that's masculine or feminine. They would like everyone to be these androgynous type of. Right. And I mean that in a way that's because um, there are people who are, I know there are some who are androgynous who feel merged in their masculine feminine energy. There's like a, a small portion of the population who are that. Mm-hmm. That's that's special to me. Like that, that feels that they are even more advanced than we are. <laughs> the ones that I've come across that feel that way because they're very few, but... Um, I feel they know what their mission is and that's different. But the ones that are feeling into, I have no gender, I don't know who I am, I don't know if I'm anything, and also have a very low vibration about that and feel very shameful, depressed, anxious about that. Um, That would be the agenda at this point to get you to feel that way. And I feel like that's, that's very clear to see if you just look into what's happening in the 3D, that that's the agenda. Because you're very much a food source. Right. Only. So the feminine energy and the divine feminine energy, I mean, you got the whole other side of the spectrum from that to a divine feminine, twin flame activated um, collective. (laughs) And the ones that are actually very conscious and aware of all of this that has been going on and also very consciously aware that our mission is to merge it all back together and that we're holding the codes to do that because just simply being around someone who's holding this energy that is not bound with technology that hasn't chosen to go into a gray alien timeline we're holding very very different energies And if you put this energy that's a activated to the divine source vibrating at more like 400 or above around others, they're going to activate them because you just by proximity are going to activate. You could even activate over Zoom. You can activate by seeing them online. If you know, if you're on Instagram and you see their videos, that's why I make videos every day or I try to. Uh, it's not, it's because I, uh, it's a sense of getting the energy it's to the people because we have to, because it's to save the species. It's a, trans- it's, it's a transmission. Yeah, of you're, very you're very good at your transmissions. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's so funny. I watch myself sometimes and I don't know who that is <laughs> because I have this walk-in type of experience 
with my twin flame too, where I merge with my higher self. And then all just immediately, um, it's like 10 lifetimes went by and that's who I became. Right. And that's what's potentially can happen for anyone who is gets awakened because that's how powerful we are when we remember. It's like we're shedding the spell casting that's right. been over us. Right, right. And this is my understanding is that unless, so most of our leaders in all arenas are still keeping us in the matrix because unless you're speaking from this perspective that there's a slavery there's an amnesia spell we've been kept in slavery it's been about the distortion of the divine feminine the divine masculine and the suppression of particularly divine feminine energies if your if your leadership is is about anything other than that i feel like it's still keeping people in the matrix right so this is a big part of what happens is even within the spiritual world there's still so much hijacking right <laughs> yeah and it feels like um there's different agendas to make you feel spiritual or awakened when actually you're still in the matrix right because if you're attending to, again, as we were talking before getting on officially about manifesting, about um, promising you all of your wildest dreams on a silver platter, that that's what's potentially possible if you're a spiritual being. Right. And it's and it feels like that's a trap. Right. And again, it's trapping you in the material realm. Um. I've got it's my incense. It's making me cry. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you are you all right? I'm not just getting emotional. I could just open the window and go on. <laughs> oh, okay. Last time we did this, it was raining. Do you remember? And I can't I do. You probably then. And now I'm like flooding the room with incense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a good thing to do when we're talking about all this, which I hope it actually gets to stay and people can see because we're really telling everything like it is. And I've been saying, too, I'm writing a fantasy novel and this is all make-believe. So just know that that's what that is. Right. right. Magenta Pixie does that as well. I feel like it's it's a kind of shielding, right? It's Whenever I do my talks, I never talk about their stuff. I only talk about our stuff because we've got to give our energy. To, to, when we know ourselves as powerful creators, we only want to give our energy to what we want, right? Right, right. And it's going to be different for you when you know truly what you're here to do. Right. Um, and that that might end up being, as we go more into the age of Aquarius, something that you don't even know is possible yet. Right. So there's nothing that exists in the matrix that we're seeing that is in any way where we're going. Right. So all of it's a trap. Right. Even the spirituality right. is a trap. And the healing, the forever healing right. is a big trap. And all the different modalities of finding healers and energy healers and sound baths. Because I always say, who is... Who is doing the sound baths and what have they cleared in themselves? Because if they are doing these bowls and the sound is coming into my vessel, it's coming from their energy ultimately. 
And if their energy is in any way um, wanting to feed off of the trauma of everyone that's lying there in the sound healing bath, then you're not going to feel good after that sound bath. So really it's being very aware of the vibrational frequency of everyone around you, including the healers, um, including anyone that's positioning themselves to be someone that's helping you, um, someone who wants to pull on things that maybe you have already healed. But this whole way of even identifying as someone who is in recovery or in some therapy, you know, it's almost this badge of honor. I see a lot of people talking about when they say, I'm going to therapy and um, that is an identity and it isn't actually you vibrating at your highest optimal level. You vibrating at your highest optimal level would be you creating something again, being a creator and that power of creativity and declaring yourself to be healed and declaring yourself to be um, clear of entities and really truly stepped into your power. um, That's what we need to be going back to. Yeah. That's why I can't go to yoga studios anymore because a, it's the teacher, like I feel like a lot of, like I have some really good teachers that I love and I work with, but a lot of teachers, I just feel like they're lowering my frequency and I go to yoga to raise my frequency. But then also it's what is everyone else releasing in the studio? It's like, as someone who's highly sensitive, I just can't handle all that. It's it's really draining. Mm-hmm. And it isn't, and I don't want to say it is draining and it is, we are very, aware of it when you get to um, a place of being clear from matrix energy, then you feel it right away. But there is this uh, feeling like, um, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. It happens. So we touched on archives a little bit already, but I feel like it's something that um, I've only really started to, I, like, I could always see if people had entities. I could always understand the entities. Like, so that's a good question. Is archons and entities the same thing? And can you, um, can you just, it's only really in a, since 2020 that I've really understood properly about archons, but I know that you understand it really well. So tell us, explain it to us. Yeah, because that's it too, I was going to say. And I figured that was what was going to happen. You had asked me something to remind me what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. That when you have a lot of people who are traumatized or releasing something, they're releasing their archon entities. And they're releasing anything that was programmed into us that we've been told um, is traumatizing at all. Because really i think of us as teflon that's what i'm hearing we're we're more strong uh-huh. and we're we're actually built as spiritual beings to withstand a human experience and so death is a part of life and uh grief and losing others and also um having traumatic experiences going to battle that's all in our dna 
that's in our, we're, we're able to actually handle a lot of that. And we're not meant to not handle it uh, because we've lived through lifetime and lifetime and incarnations of it. And so the feeling of the, um, I would say it's been in the last 100 years of the invention of TVs, <laughs> of radio, of mass communication with everyone at once. Um, that is a very strong technology force that we didn't have when at the turn of the century in 1900, 95% of humanity were farmers. Maybe that was Americans, but 95% were, were farmers, lived on the land, and there was no disease right. at that time. There was no cancers. There are no chronic diseases. Yeah. Um, so it feels like around then there was a influx. And I feel like that was also, because I'm getting it's gray alien connected. So that's when the grays started to come in, which actually is future humans. So it's interesting when you get into how that even works, because... Um, what came first? Did they come to us? Or yeah, I can't get into time loops because I'll get lost. But um, basically the gray aliens started to come in and started to entice uh, leaders who are already compromised with reptilian attachments. Um, <clears throat> I'm thinking especially of World War II in that era, 1940s, 1930s. Um, and their experiments, because the greys are all about experiments, and so were the Nazis. So it's kind of like they're connected with wanting to experiment and wanting to see how much they could, um, in a sense, they were trying to elevate the species. They were trying to connect us back to a higher superhuman level, but they were doing it under all these very... Um, evil tactics and um so it feels like that mind control started to take a hold of everyone and the mind control and the frenzied trauma that those wars stirred up and also the fact that they were far reaching because we were not we were kind of more about you know being aware of um I don't like to say global, but that's how it is. It's like a global feeling because um, I don't feel like it is a globe. It's a realm. But anyway, it, it's like um, that permeated beyond um, where we were prior to that able to be reached and that, that turned on um, mind control tactics very loudly especially with the tv and i've said this before but when they did do the assassination of jfk and that event was so um relevant because it was traumatizing to a large amount of humanity um and we also wanted to know immediately what was happening at all times so people who um had been very against having a tv all of a sudden wanted a TV in their house. Right. And it was like a whole ploy to have everyone get a TV in their house so that you could be controlled 
at your home through fear and trauma and mind control, again, spell casting energy through the news. And that's why it's sped up, it seems, that we've all started to become devolved very fast with the obesity and with the diseases and with the fear and every single thing I see about that you need to take a drug or you need to take a pill for anything, which is also spells that they're putting in to the drugs that they're making in labs that have got all kinds of very demonic substances in them. So that's also, you're talking about, then we could talk about all the satanic rituals that they're about, that we're doing unconsciously. And that feels like that's their, um, but that's the Illuminati and that's their religion, whatever they want to call it, their control tactic that's got symbols and um, pretty much everything they're doing is right in our face. And always has been because that's part of their religion. That's part of their operation tactic is to show us exactly what they're doing. They use Hollywood as their right arm to program the masses to tell us what they're doing before they do it. That's why there were so many contagion movies and zombie apocalypse movies because they were telling us this is what's coming. And they, they believe that they avoid their karma if they tell us first. And that we, by sitting there in the theater watching it are saying it's okay to do it well we're helping to create it and we're creating it for them yeah yeah we're creating it for them by seeing it and sensing it and but except the star seeds came here in mass numbers the star seeds and the twin flames came here because we're not able to be programmed and because we see through that and because we're here to hold the higher frequency and make sure that humanity does not fall. Yeah. You just said about World War II and the Greys and the experimentation, and actually, in their minds, they are they they believe that they're doing the best for humanity. That's the same with what's happening now, right? That's Bill Gates and his mates. They think what they're doing is. In their way, they want to create new earth as well, right? Uh, right. <laughs> Except it's diabolical new earth. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and the that's the thing, the evil agenda, anyone they never believe what they're doing is evil. Right. They the ones that are they believe it's it's the best thing. Right. And so, they do actually want to, it's a depopulation that, agenda. That's what I don't get, is like, who knows that they're helping to cast the spell and who's under the spell? Yes. And so really we have to look at the non-physical beings that are perpetrating this and using a lot of these um, humans as entities on this physical earth to work through them for what they're actually pushing right. to us, which right. is fear, which is control and manipulation um, to continue to hold the earth as a source of a battery source right. for them in their non-physical um, wherever they are. Yeah. 
And that's a timeline that I don't really sit in often. So I can go into it when we're talking about it. But really, that timeline, it's such a not a frequency match to where we are as the real New Earth community. I feel this is very helpful for to be aware of it and to know it's there and to know what we're up against. But we also are not a frequency match to it. So that's why we're being always repelled, physically repelled by anyone who is holding those entity attachments by anyone who's trying to take our energy, especially as a divine feminine. We've got um, the most attractive energy to anyone who is holding those attachments. So we have to be really mindful of how they come to us. And I also want to say it's the masculines and the feminines. If you are a divine masculine or a divine feminine and you resonate with being that and you have a twin flame or you are a starseed, or you are awakened in some way, your energy is going to be targeted. And it probably has been since you were born on this earth because you've always emitted a frequency that's pure and different. And again, the non-physical beings recognize that and they can go, they will go to you and they will actually be your family members and they will be everyone in your life typically until you start to really recognize and harness your own power and even the star seeds, we've had um, the star seeds that were volunteers prior to now, because we've been trying to anchor in this light for a long time. So there have been volunteers who were here in World War II, who were, um, or right after that, um, there, who were here. We've always been here anchoring light. And we, uh, a lot of us are so sensitive that a lot of us fell to drug addiction, suicide, all types of things, because we could not withstand the frequency of earth because it's been so dense. And so that's also what we have to be aware of is that you can, I mean, I speak for myself too, up until my awakening, I've been through lots of trauma. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't not traumatized. I didn't escape that. Um, But the difference is, and I used to actually have therapists tell me my whole life, we're really surprised you're not a drug addict with everything that you've been through. Because thank you, therapists and gatekeepers of the matrix for telling me that. But that was the the feeling is that we have been through it and we don't succumb to it and we don't give it power. Right. Um, and we are making way and we're clearing karma for our ancestry line. So a lot of us will feel like we have addictions that are not our own. We have behavior patterns, codependency that's not ours, that comes from our family that we're clearing. Um, And the ones that are coming in, the new starseed children who are wanting to come through awakened parents are not going to have any karma at all. And those beings and the children here now And the ones that are coming in are also being very heavily targeted now because there's an awareness of the archons that know they can't get to them. So that's why there's a lot of infertility and people having a hard time having pregnancies and holding pregnancies, um, forced vaccinating you at birth with all kinds of things. Um, All of that is because they don't want anyone to be able to be not controlled, 
which they will be inevitably because there's no stopping that. So we've had this looking glass technology that has predicted this inevitable ascension point that's the earth itself. That's something else I just want to say. Gaia has a... Um, Gaia has been allowing this to happen. That's how powerful Gaia is. And Gaia has actually decided who is the divine feminine energy herself, Mother Earth energy. That's why divine feminines are so connected to Mother Earth and what she's doing. And she's saying, I'm not going to allow this anymore. So that's also why there's so many natural disasters and events happening because the earth is deciding to ascend into fifth dimension into higher frequency and above and so none of those beings are going to be here it's inevitable and they know that like they know their time is up they know they can't withstand the light that's coming in and the new souls that are going to be arriving that will not be controlled and that everyone is waking up so this timeline of the grays and the ones that are pretty much lost in that timeline are going to go to another realm dimension are going to go somewhere else because they will not be able to stay on earth because the earth itself won't allow that frequency to be here right i feel like something that you share a lot and that i really resonate with is the whole fairy aspect of everything and like it just gets clear and clearer to me that it's the reality that is fantasy it's all made up it's make-believe the reality is make-believe or what we what we program to believe is reality is make-believe and actually that fantastical realm that is actually reality right that's what we're moving into and you just said maybe it's a hundred years in the future but I feel like we will see in our lifetime like people starting to levitate or having all these superpowers come back online and the unicorns coming back and <laughs> well it will be more like that for everyone else maybe a hundred years from now but for us it's not going to take long because we're anchoring it in and we're the way showers of it and I feel that energy every time I'm with my divine masculine and I feel that energy very strong more than anything else is the feeling of the elementals and the feeling of magic and the feeling of fantasy. And that feels like home to me. And a lot of us, it's so funny. I'm glad you brought this up because what I was getting to is that a lot of us prior to even coming to earth at all, our elemental spirits and nature spirits um, and our very, very first incarnations on earth were as fairies and elementals. So we would actually be the light that would help plants grow, that would help the trees and the animals and the flowers and the seasons change. And we were the fifth, we were the um the light source of of that energy. And that's that was our first incarnation. So you could think of us as just basically lights and and um right. So we're very connected to that um the earth the magical earth that we don't really see because it's been again transformed with a lot of technology that's very ugly that's very unpleasant um and we're 
we're actually going to start to see in much more vibrant colors, see um, the UFOs, the dragons, the unicorns, see and experience uh, being one with nature and being one with the trees and reconnect to that in a very profound way where we don't have to fit into a matrix at all. And we can fit into this organic society, organic community that we make ourselves because we will naturally align to the souls that have that same vision. And similar to how we've been creating for the agenda and the archons, and we've been creating their zombie apocalypse (laughs) nightmare, (laughs) we can actually take that power that we have to create anything and go back to where we like to be in this magical reality that is also very highly technological and connected because we have the Arcturians and we have the Pleiadians and we have all those other beings that will vibrate at the frequency that we'll be in that will assist us through, maybe they will actually physically be visible to us or we'll be getting their messages and we'll be channeling and we'll be connecting with them to know how to build crystal cities back to like Atlantis. And so that's what we'll be doing in this lifetime. Right. Free, free energy is a really big part of it, right? And right. That's possible that we've just not been told is possible. Yeah. 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 Anything's possible if you believe it. Right. (laughs) So there's free energy and, but there we, it is. It exists. We leave it together, right? That's that's a big part of it. Is that we have to have yes. that collective. So that's my understanding. Is that with this process we've been in, the like chrysalis process, the last few years has been like really intense of it. We're finding that inner union, and then we find that external union, and then those that union energy just grows. So we have like a collective consciousness where we can use our minds together. Whereas we've always been in the last 26,000 years, we've all been pitted against each other. And so when we get that collective consciousness back online, (laughs) we will just create realities. (laughs) Right. And we're already doing it as a wave, telepathic wave now. That's 144,000 wave. It's a telepathic energy where uh, we're all, we just intuitively are doing the same things at the same time thinking the same things at the same time because we're being downloaded visions from our higher selves to all of us at the same time. And so we do collectively work together. We just now need to be more physically connected because we have been separated on the crystal grid to anchor in these codes. And so we haven't been able to be physically together because when we do get physically together, even with you and your counterpart or you with soul family, here or here, because I've met quite a few soul families in this, just because you emit your frequency that's authentic and you find each other that way. Um, Then you get codes together. It's like you and I doing this right now and what's been coming through is likely helpful because there's two of us anchoring this frequency in. Um, And you think of it just, um, if you don't know your mission, for example, a lot of that your mission right now might be to emit your most authentic frequency to connect to someone else so that you get the codes when you're together of what to build and create together because we're building and creating. We're not healing and suffering. 
we're building and creating. And that's, that's also what, how, you know, you met your soul family because there's this immediate heart connection with them. Um, and there's a sense of source around you. And I felt that with others, not only my divine counterpart, I feel it with anyone that's connected to fifth dimension that's connected. Um, and it is a, a very palpable energy that you can feel that you will just in, immediately know that this is someone you're meant to build with. Right. And it's, it's intentionality as well, right? Because we've got to have the intention, the clear intention that this is the work that we're doing and this is the most important work of like it's like you have to clear the matrix within yourself right you have to clear all the old programming and the old scripts that keep you in slavery that keep you in competition that keep you in artificial matrix energy you clear them within yourself and then when you meet other people that clear them within yourself the power just lights you up but if you're still holding them within yourself then unconsciously you're going to act competitively to someone you're going to act like you're trying to make them your servant or be their servant and you're going to bring all those dynamics into the relationship just because you haven't cleared the script within yourself yeah you have to clear out your old story your old identity anything very heavy and dense and that takes a, a long time it can yeah yeah but as soon as you don't identify with that anymore and get used to being very light in your vibration because a lot of that is when you clear all that out, you might feel very empty, like you don't exist. And I would say that's probably because that's your light body activating, your crystalline DNA that's activating. And so you are going to have to get used to feeling very light and buoyant in your frequency and not heavy and dense. Right. Because that's part of ascension. Right. And that's what I've been understanding recently is that space is everything, right? So when you're in the space between the atoms is where the potentiality of energy exists. So actually being in that space is actually the most creative act you can do. Because mm -hmm. nothing's nothing's created out of the solid. Everything's created out of just being comfortable, just like <laughs> floating around in the in between. <laughs> Right. When you're getting uh, moved to do anything, a flow state, right? how it feels. Right. Mm -hmm. And in order to access a flow state, you have to kind of turn off your human dense self. Right. Um, and a lot of artists and athletes talk about that, that they access a flow state that similar way. So doing visualizations, doing... Um, anything that moving your physical vessel, not letting energy stagnate too long because entities like to come in when you're very stagnant. Um, right. And also don't be afraid of feeling emotions fully because a lot of people are afraid to feel emotions. And if it's unpleasant and it's upsetting and you're sad and you want to cry uh, or you want to scream and wail, and you want to really experience everything very, very deeply, go deeply into feeling that emotion, and then it can't linger in your vessel, it will move out, it will move. And I feel like a lot of this depression is when you don't, when you label the emotions you're feeling as bad, and then they get trapped in your vessel, 
and then you take pills on top of that, um, you're going to keep yourself in a very low vibrational state. And that's part of the trap too, that they want to feed on you. So instead of all of that, it's really about uh, not letting any position of authority tell you there's anything wrong with you and letting yourself feel everything and then also knowing it will pass and you can get back to feeling in a higher vibrational state and not identifying with feeling low all the time. Right, that's it, because that's what we're caught in. Most recent times, everyone's identifying with their trauma instead of identifying themselves as an infinitely powerful being of love and light. Right. People identify with their trauma, and and actually your trauma is like less than 1% of who you are. We're all infinitely powerful beings of love and light. We're just under an amnesia spell. Yeah, and also knowing that, that it's coming from an inorganic source, that wants you to feel that way and that it's not coming from within you. And I say that if I start to feel uh, an attack or something, um, I do not consent to nanobot technology. I do not consent to archons. I do not consent to reptilians and speaking that out loud to get them to leave. Um, mm -hmm. If that's something that you're aware of that's happening, because it's always that. It's never an emotion. It's always a entity, right. a program. Right. Of frequency, sound frequency really helps, right? So just singing or umming, and then you're creating a vortex of energy that is repels them. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's a it's almost kind of a requirement that we become multidimensional in order to get through this. Because you're going to have to not identify so much with the physical in order to know what's happening. The last time we did, several people said to me that they had to listen to it several times. And I feel like we've just (laughs) given so much there. We could probably both listen back to this and go, wow, yeah. So (laughs) I feel like... There's a lot, there's a lot that we just gave people. Thank you so much. I'm so glad. Yes, that was a lot, but it needed to come through. So thank you for doing this. I'm so glad we got to do a part two. You're amazing. Just tell us, um, you, you started your Patreon now. Patreon. I did start the Patreon. It's been um, a lot about divine masculine energy because I, I primarily channel when I do these collective readings a lot for divine masculine because it does feel like the divine feminines need to support the divine masculines and need to have this pathway be open for them to start to rise up because that's just how it's been for the last year or two years. And I do feel like a lot of those messages are going to start to be more new earth ascension related, but they continue to be shedding the end of the spell casting and shedding the end of the karmic contracts that masculines have been through more so in the 3d clearing for us. Um, so that feels like it's about to switch in a major way. I just intuitively feel that we're going to have a different something bigger 
that's about masculine and feminine and our collective mission now, once we're both clear and once we're both in alignment, um, what we're meant to do from here. So we'll see. But but I do have the Patreon and everything else is up. I have a new TikTok account. The other one was taken down. Hey, you start a new one. I started a new one, so we'll see if that stays up. <laughs> and uh, and I do the one-on-one readings, so you can book through Calendly. And don't um, I'll never reach out to anyone for a reading. There's a lot of imposter accounts of me and of all the light workers. Um, but energetically, you could likely sense and know it's not me reaching out. So, yes. Amazing. And it's laurafay.com. It's laurafayoracle.com. It's my website. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, Kate. <laughs>